Hello everyone, welcome to the Wakeful Being podcast. My name is Anshita or Anshita or Ansh or Ansh, the girl with many names. And I'm so happy to be here today and I'm so happy that you are here today. I hope that you are feeling good and energetic and full of positivity. Today, we will be introducing a new series called Healthier and Happier. This series is going to have multiple episodes where we are going to discuss various habits that we can cultivate to become healthier and happier versions of ourselves. Who doesn't want to be happy? No person in their sane minds is going to say that, I don't want to be happy or healthy, right? Every single person on this earth wants to be happy and healthy, wants to feel good, wants to feel comfortable, wants to be joyful, wants to be at ease. You see, it is three things that are determining our current circumstance, including our emotions. It is our thoughts, words, and actions. Our thoughts, words, and actions of our past is what has determined where we are today. And our thoughts, words, and actions that we are partaking in today is determining our future as we speak. So how do we align our thoughts, words, and actions so that we can create a future that is healthier and happier? Most people's happiness is wavering. You know, people have doses of happiness. We have doses of highs, right? And the reason why people don't have lasting happiness is because their happiness is being attached to things that are temporary. So when we attach our happiness, when we attach our joy and limit it with temporary things in our material world, that happiness is also going to be temporary in its nature. The only way for us to have lasting happiness is by anchoring our happiness in something that is lasting and eternal, which is our soul. You know, when we die, our physical vehicle carrying the soul may die, but our soul, this consciousness that makes us so unique, right? There's no one else in this world that is like you, that is like me. That is our soul. So when we die, our soul continues to live on and our soul does not die. It is eternal. It is only when we associate our happiness with our soul, that is when we get lasting happiness. That is a big undertaking, right? But that is something that we all crave. So how do we tread closer and closer towards that lasting happiness? You see, we have three bodies. We have our physical body, our mental body, and our spiritual body. The lasting happiness lies in that spiritual body, right? And ultimately, these three bodies are constantly exchanging influence with each other. So for example, anytime our mental health is suffering, our physical body also suffers the consequences, right? Anytime our physical body is suffering, our mental health also feels anxious about the pain that it's experiencing. So in this series, 
I want to focus on habits that we can cultivate within ourselves, within our lifestyle, within our routine, so that we can slowly, you know, take care of our physical, mental, and spiritual body. Each episode is going to discuss various topics, and I hope that I'm able to shed light on what is the habit, why is it that we want to cultivate, and how do we blend this habit into our lifestyle. In this specific episode, we will be focusing on our physical health. So there are two key things that we need to cultivate into our life in order to have optimal physical health that is not hindering our mental and spiritual health. You know, our physical body is the temple, is the vehicle that we are using to interact with this very world. When our physical body is at dis-ease, our mental health also suffers, right? If we are in pain, our mental health, our minds is automatically going to go towards the suffering of that pain. We have a biological and emotional aversion to feeling pain. No one wants to feel uncomfortable or be in pain. So how do we keep our physical body, keep this vehicle of ours in its best shape so that we can continue evolving internally and our physical body doesn't ultimately become a hindrance in our inner evolution? Looking into our history, for two and a half million years, human beings were hunters and gatherers. It was not until 10,000 years ago when the agriculture revolution began where we started harvesting our own crops. You know, before the agriculture revolution, we were running for 10 to 20 miles a day. We were climbing trees, running after animals and whatnot. And after the agriculture revolution began, we were now hunched over, you know, cultivating and harvesting our crops. And this position of being hunched over actually took a toll of on our spine, neck, and knees. It introduced a plethora of diseases such as hernias and arthritis. Our diet also took a hit. We went from eating such a large variety of diet, a variety of nutrition, minerals, and vitamins. We went from that variety to a very restricted variety. Now, because when we were hunters and gatherers, we were eating all types of food every week. We were rarely eating the same things. Rather, when we now became farmers, if we were a rice farmer, our majority of our diet consisted of rice. So our diets became more restricted. And not only that, more fear uprose in society. Because before, when we were hunters and gatherers, people were able to find plentiful of food around. But now there were external factors such as rain, drought, and whatnot that dictated how well a farmer's farm yielded in their crops. And that actually uprose a whole new set of fears and anxiety in Homo sapiens. There's a quote by Yuval Noah in his book called Homo sapiens. It says, we did not domesticate wheat, rather it domesticated us. 
you know, our physical vehicles, our physical machines are not meant to be hunched over. We're not meant to be sitting for eight hours a day and working on our computers only to stop working and to go sit on our couch and watch TV until we go to bed, right? That's not what our physical and biological bodies are made for. You know, every machine needs upkeep. And our physical instrument also needs upkeep in order to stay at par in order to sustain its capabilities. And this is why the first habit that we need to make sure that we are cultivating in our life for a healthier and happier version of ourselves is exercise. And no, I did not just say extra fries. I wish, just kidding, maybe, maybe not. Anywho, exercise has consistently shown how it prevents disease and strengthens our bodies. It has been medically proven that exercise prevents heart disease, type 2 diabetes, bowel and breast cancer, osteoarthritis, stroke, and much more. It reduces the inflammation in our body, and inflammation is the root cause of a large variety of diseases. It increases our lifespan. It decreases our cognitive decline. It increases our bone density, which means that if you are, you know, clumsy like I am, if you're falling around all the time, you are less prone to injury. So why is it that exercise is so good for us? Why is it that we have there are so many physical benefits of working out? It is because Exercise is actually a stressor on our bodies. It is a stressor on our body and our body essentially adapts to that stressor and it increases and it improves its capacity to keep up with the stressor that was introduced. So, for example, when we are working out, our muscles are demanding more oxygen. So our cardiovascular system actually has to work harder and pump more blood, which leads to adaptations in our cardiovascular system. When we are working out, our bones are also experiencing a lot of impact. And hence, our bone also adapts and increases in its density. Exercising is also a stressor on the brain, and the brain adapts as well by releasing these chemicals called serotonin. Serotonin is the feel-good chemical which allows us to feel good for a longer duration of time. So exercise is actually very good for our mental health as well. In fact, it has been shown that low levels of exercise is a risk factor for depression. So you might be asking, how much exercise do I actually need in order to reap all of these benefits? Research shows that we need at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise in order to get all of these benefits. Moderate intensity exercise can be classified as exercise where we are able to talk, sustain a conversation, but not be able to sing. So if you cannot sing, I am sorry, but you're out of luck, you are not qualified for moderate intensity exercise. Haha, <laughs> and she just got jokes. Anywho, 
we can break up this one 50 minutes into, you know, 15 minutes of moderate intensity exercise on a daily basis or 30 minutes five times a week. We can get very creative in the ways that we get our exercise in, right? We can go on brisk walks. We can take a break from work and uh, do 20 squats. We can dance in our living room like no one is watching. Or maybe someone is watching you and in that case, you actually burn more calories when someone is watching you while dancing. Yeah, it's true. That is also a joke. Moving on. Yoga is also very essential for our physical body. Yoga, physical yoga, asana yoga, allows us to essentially uh, stretch our muscles and release tension in our joints. It allows for a better posture, better balance, and more flexibility in our bodies. Long story short, if you are not incorporating movement and exercise into your lifestyles, you are missing out, my friend. It feels so good to exercise. And I know that sometimes we might get lazy, you know, we might make up excuses uh, or we might procrastinate in exercising or we might feel insecure in going to the gym because you might not know how to, you know, use the machines and whatnot. But we have to move past those excuses and think more long term for our health. We have to push through those excuses and realize that, hey, if I go and work out even just for 20 minutes, I'm going to feel so good after, you know, I'm going to show up for myself. I'm going to increase my willpower. I'm going to gain momentum so that actually I can keep up this, mo this momentum of showing up for myself, doing good to my physical body and keep this momentum up and going into other parts of my life as well. And, you know, we have to remember that we are not exercising to look good, right? We are not exercising to please society, though that might be a added bonus for you, right? But we are exercising so that we can feel good, so that we can commit to our physical health and show up for it. And even if you are content with the way you look, that doesn't mean that but your biological body is not craving and does not need exercise. Every physical instrument needs tuning, needs adjustments, needs oiling. And so does our physical body. You know, an unsound instrument does not add to the melody of life, rather creates disharmony. So let's keep up this instrument of ours and get it to be harmonious so that we can allow ourselves to be in tune with the flow of the melody of life. The second habit that we need to cultivate in order to create more harmony in our physical body is to eat more plants. What if I told you that most premature deaths worldwide can actually be prevented from a healthy enough diet? Given this fact, you would think that medical schools teach the doctors in training about nutrition, right? Well, not quite. The average amount of nutrition training that medical schools give is five hours. 
five hours in the entire medical curriculum. Given the fact that the food that we eat is actually quite literally making up each and every cell of our body. So why is that, right? Well, the reality is that a lot of pharmaceutical companies fund medical schools and pharmaceutical companies can't really put a patent on walnuts or berries, right? But they can put a patent on pills. So ultimately, Western medicine has become really good at treating the symptoms of diseases, but not preventing the diseases in the first place. Western medicine, our culture and society pretty much promote the idea that you can just eat whatever you want. And then if a health issue arises, then you take the medicine for it, right? Why are we living in this manner? Why do we just eat like there's no tomorrow? Why do we not care for our health? What our future will look like, whether it's going to be in disease or whether it's going to be healthy, Why do we think that we are just immune or invincible, you know, from diseases as a consequence of our choices in our life? There's so many fad diets these days, but many of them have been shown to actually degrade our health internally. So is the goal really to fit into a skinnier casket or to live a longer and healthier life? 17.9 million people die each year from heart disease. Heart disease is our number one chronic disease killer in the world. And it is crazy because in 1990, Dr. Dean Ornish proved that heart disease is actually reversible with a plant-based diet. Plant-based diet is the only diet that has shown such promising result in the reversal of heart disease. So if this has been proven, why aren't we prescribing a healthy diet, a whole food diet to people with heart disease? In Dr. Michael Greger's book called How Not to Die, which I highly recommend, He talks about a research where they studied lapsed vegetarians. So people who were vegetarians, but then they went back to eating meat for once or more times per week. And what they found was that in lapsed vegetarians, there was a 146% increase of the risk of heart disease, 152% increase of the risk of stroke, 166% increase on the risk of diabetes, 231% of the risk of obesity. And over a 12-year period of studying these lapsed vegetarians, they found that their life expectancy actually decreased by 3.6 years. You know, I'm not even personally surprised that Eating more plants is not only good for our health, but it is also good for the planet and the animals that we might be eating. That is what nature intended for us. You see, for 90% of our hominide existence, we were plant-based. We evolved mostly on plants, just like our cousin apes who mostly eat plants. 
And then if we also look from an energetic level, the animal that we might be eating has literally lived its entire life in fear, anxiety, and stress. And there's a theory called cellular memory theory, which pretty much states that the memories and experience lives beyond just the brain, but actually lives in each of our cells. So the anxiety, the fear, and the stress that this animal lived its, its entirety of its life in is being consumed by us. So on a spiritual level, that energy is also going to impact our energy. And if we also look at our human values, right? If you were to randomly see a little calf or a little piglet or a cow, whatever it may be, you're not going to think that, oh my God, food. You're going to think it's adorable. You're going you're gonna to spark compassion and love for this animal. So, you know, a beautiful thing happens when we align our daily activities with our innate human values. And the result is vitality and health. I'm not trying to suggest that we all become vegans. In fact, I'm not a vegan either. I understand that food is a huge part of our culture and the way we celebrate. What I am trying to encourage us to do is to eat more whole foods. We need more fiber in our diet. We need more healthy fats from nuts. We need more colorful whole plants. The more colorful that we eat, the better because every color in a whole food, in a whole plant, actually has a different phytonutrient that is giving it its vibrant various colors. And the different phytonutrients have different properties that help fight variety of diseases. You see, the average amount of antioxidants found in plants is 1,157. And guess how much animal products have in their antioxidant units? Only 18. That is a huge difference. Antioxidants is what helps our immunity, right? So clearly, there's a reason why a plant-based diet constantly proves how it reverses so many variety of diseases. We need to reduce our animal products and processed foods. Processed foods are pretty much anything that has a label on it and a set of ingredients on it. You know, it's not even about portion control or counting your calories. You can eat how much ever whole foods that you want, right? And you're essentially not going to gain weight. It's about the quality of food, but not the quantity of food. I'm not claiming to be an expert on the subject. There's so many experts that will do this subject way better justice than I can. So I would highly encourage you to look some of these people up, such as Dr. Michael Greger or Dr. Dean Ornish. There are thousands of studies that have been done that show which superfoods are excellent for what types of diseases. I highly encourage you to look into such things and to go to nutritionfacts.org to learn a lot more. 
I think that we can all agree that physical health is so important for our happiness and well-being. Our physical health plays a huge role in the very experience of this life that we are living. Having a sound instrument allows us to have more energy for our goals and aspirations and dreams in life. It allows us to have more energy for our spiritual growth, for cultivating more inner peace, and for realizing the deep inner truth within each of us. A foundation for a healthy physical body is exercise and eating more plants. There's so many variety of exercises these days. There is workout classes on YouTube that don't even require any equipment, right? There's so many types of classes that we can even sign up for. We can go on a walk and the list just goes on and on. And with plants, we have so many options. We can increase our intake of vegetables, fruits, legumes, beans, sprouts, millets, whole grains, Oh my God, the list just goes on. There's so much abundance in nature for us to harvest so that we can actually create the abundance of vitality within us as well. We have control over our future health. Every action that we take or don't take dictates what our future looks like. I feel like a lot of older people tend to become complacent because they are older and they're afraid of introducing new habits, right? But it doesn't matter what whether you are 15 or 60, right? It is never too late to start something new. It is never too late to do good by your physical health. Let us not become complacent and lazy when in reality, Our future is in our hands and you are much stronger than your best excuses. I wholeheartedly believe in you. You are so capable of doing everything that you put your mind to. And I hope that you choose to believe in yourself and and choose to take the actions and use your willpower to do good by your physical health. Thank you all for making it this far. This was such a pleasure recording because it's such an important subject to talk about and cover our foundations of our physical health. If you are here on YouTube, I appreciate your patience because this is my first time video podcasting and I've just kind of acquainted myself with it. If you could take a moment and please subscribe, like, share, comment, support the channel in whatever degree your heart desires, I would so appreciate that. It would help other people find the podcast and support the channel. Thank you all for your presence and I will see you guys next time. Wakeful Being signing off.